I'm Tim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. You always know when you're going to arrive. If you go by car, you don't. Apart from anything else, I prefer cycling. And it puts me in a good mu- good mood, I find. It's playwright Alan Bennett. But we can say what we've seen And we're not little children And we know what we want And the future is certain Give us time to work it out You're listening to the Arabug Radio Show on 3CR. I'm Faith. Val and I are on holidays at the moment, so this isn't one of our live-to-air shows, but a pre-recorded interview. Val and I were really lucky a few weeks ago to catch up with the Swag family, Hughes, Andrew, Nick, Hope and Wolfie, who'd just spent a year riding around Australia on two tandem bikes. Hope and Wolfie are pretty young, so it's an amazing journey. By now, they're back home in Tasmania. Sit back and enjoy this interview with them as they were on the home stretch. So to kick things off, guys, let's start maybe uh, we've got Andrew and Nick from Swag Family Hughes in the studio. Let's start with a bike moment. Andrew. A bike moment. I love it. Straight into the guts of it, eh? (laughs) (laughs) The bike moment we've um, quickly had to think about is a very remote spot on the Ballline Road, which is up in the East Pilbara. Uh, so far northwest Australia, sort of green spin effects, red hills and blue sky. It's uh, a wide open landscape. Nick and I were riding down the road. We'd been in touch with one of the station owners at Yarry, Yarry Station, to get some water from their mustering camp. And the station owner found out, well, she knew we were on the road. So she popped in for a visit. And the first we saw of it was a distant waka 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 <laughs> and then it came closer and closer and we went i think that i reckon that's annabelle i said to nick and sure enough annabelle coppin who's the the young station owner at yarry uh came down on a helicopter about 100 <laughs> meters in front of us sat down on the road gently hopped out of the the helicopter with a 36 week pregnant dummy so she's she's uh working right up to the last moment she hopped out of the helicopter to say hello to us uh, up there on the the middle of the East Pilbara. So that was one of the memorable moments of this trip when it comes to bike moments. Yes. Spoiled for choice, I reckon. <laughs> I've got to say, I spent um, a year working on one of the railway lines up there in the Pilbara from Tom Price backwards. And parts of there, apart from the valleys and the canyons, 
those open planes, and you're right, that spin effects, those stars at night and those red skies are just something out of this world. But I wasn't riding through it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not many people are at the moment. No. (laughs) It's hot. It's really hot up there. So, you know, we... um, we hit Marble Bar just after we'd met Annabelle Coppin and um, it was peaking at 41, 42 yeah. degrees uh-huh. and we knew it was time to head south and, and at a pretty quick pace because yep. you don't want to be up there for the summer. Well, and in the heat, I'm carrying the load you guys have been carrying, That's um, which we'll get to. But um, Val, you got a bike moment. Oh. Yeah. That's a bit quick. Um, Christmas bike moments. No. <laughs> You're talking about a one battle on the top. <laughs> true, 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 true. Look, I've got to say one thing. Um, we're, no matter where we come from, in the next five or six years, we're going to see a bit of a revolution in the way we get around Melbourne. Um, I think run one ride to work this week, I think my count was up to 11 of either electric skateboards, electric bikes or assisted transportation no matter what you think about it what ideals ideas you've got to this is the way we're going and good to see on that one morning all those people must admit i'm taking a while to get used to the skateboards but (laughs) so be it (laughs) so my big question to you guys is what's how many k's have clocked up now did you hear how Val dodged his bike moment there? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him a bit more thinking time. Uh, we have, we have clocked up. Uh, I, I think it's, uh, well, it's over, just over 13 and a half thousand kilometres. Yep. So yep. Um, before we finish the end, um, we will be, we'll probably peak at... Um, 13,000. Say by the time we finish this, we will have done fourteen thousand kilometres around Australia. Yeah, we're going to leave it on for the spirit of Tasmania crossing. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Knock up two hundred and nine. I reckon. <laughs> be good. It's all good if we keep pedalling, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> true, true. So true. for um, listeners, if maybe if we head back to the beginning, um, you left Tasmania in January, almost eleven months ago today. Pretty much. Yes, it is. It's January the seventh. Yeah. Uh, we drove down, rode down our driveway. We live south of Hobart, at a place called Flowerpot, and we have been on the road continuously since then, circling not only Tasmania but then once we hit Melbourne, the rest of Australia. So yeah, it's been a large inside lap anti-clockwise of Australia from Melbourne back to Melbourne. And riding two tandems with yourselves and your two very small children. You should explain the setup. Yeah, so we've got um, so Andrew and I. We're on um, our own bikes, and then behind us is uh, behind me is my son Wilfred, who's just turned four. So he's spent the whole year basically being three, riding around Australia. And behind Andrew is our daughter Hope, who is five, and she'll turn six on the last day of this trip. So yeah, they're tandem bikes. So the kids have got their own set of pedals, which are constantly turning whilst ours are turning. Um, Wilfie's sort of, um, I say, jacked up a bit higher. He's on 
what's considered an adult bike, but he has got uh, kiddie cranks, which lift his pedals uh, up to a level that he can he yep. can ride, yeah. and his um, what did they call it? Are they, the crank parts are actually shorter for for kids yeah. to yeah. be able to ride on. Um, and he has also got a steel frame around his back and a little clip uh, so that he doesn't get bounced off on some of the really yeah. rough roads that we've been uh, along. The sort of frame, it looks a bit like the ones you see on the cargo bikes that the kids sit on. Yes. Like yeah. at first I thought it yep. was one of those long tail cargo bikes with yeah. the, yeah. There's a lot of chain because we're, tandems all have two sets of chains. Yeah. Wow. And the second set's long and Wilfie's got an extra long one that goes from the front chain ring of Nick's bike up to his little feet. So you don't have to do it that way, but that's the way they were set up for us yep. by Thorne who made the bikes in England. Um, and on my bike, the only other modification on ours is I've got a trailer and Nick's got larger rear panniers. So yeah. we even out to pretty similar what we're dragging around. Um, but they're, they're big units on the road. Yeah. yeah they're, they're like road trains, I think. They. So <laughs> besides taking your kids around Australia, where probably you were doing most of the, the pedalling, um, you've also got all your camping gear. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So... so We've got everything that we need to survive for the year. So we've got tents, sleeping bags, sleeping mats, um, first aid kit, EPIRB, uh, carry all the food, and we can carry food up to two weeks. Um, the limiting factor for us is the water. water. So yeah. um, depending on how hot, we uh, can go for three, four days, um, but that's up to 40 litres of water that Andrew will be carrying in the back of the, on the trailer. And so what set this off set this road well, train in motion yes it is it's a good question and uh, we joke sometimes that a bottle of wine and a couple of beers were <laughs> in the mix but really and truly we've we've both come from adventure backgrounds so is this, this i mean this is nick's done riding overseas and he's an outdoor ed teacher she could explain that herself better than i could but i've done two trips around australia by bike before and uh lots of other adventures in between so it's a natural progression for us, we get something out of it, obviously, we must do, and the kids are old enough to do it. So yeah. we just wanted to really, you know, throw it throw, throw, it, throw it up in the air this year and say, well, well is it possible? Um, what does it mean with young kids? It's an experiment. It's, you know, a joyful bike riding adventure experiment with two little kids. It's not that other people haven't done it before, but it, it's reasonably unique. And for us in our situation, we, we were pretty unsure of how it would go. So it had all the elements of a great adventure yep. and it was just the right time in our lives to, to have a crack at it. The I um, know oh we're joking about the miles because that's all we want to measure things at. What about the kindness of strangers? Uh, that I mean, that has just been one of the really special parts of this trip and the whole way around. And we've been through cities, we've been through the outback, um, through desert areas and everywhere you go people are, are so generous and so kind and people will stop on the side of the road we had one guy um, who pulled up in his truck and there was nothing behind his truck though and what had happened um, was he had seen us and he stopped and he unloaded from his road train his four carriages and turned around to come and stop and say would you like some water and I mean just you know, people mm. have gone out of their way to help us and it just sort of shows that, you know, all across Australia, 
people are kind and generous, you know, at, at the core of it, whatever, you know, however you live your life and whatever you believe in your values and your backgrounds, we have had every, you know, people from all walks of life who have, have helped us out. And, um, you know, for us to be able to show our kids at, th you know, three and five um, that, you know, this is, this is a great place to live um, and this is what we really value as, a, as an important quality of being a human being. I just think to set them up in the foundations of their life to see that, it's invaluable. And I like, joked that they feel sorry for us, and <laughs> <laughs> they've got the, the kids are a massive drawer on this. Yeah. So bike riders in general get a great ride out there. Yeah. That's true. But um, and I've done it twice before, so there's the comparison. But I would have to say that having the kids, and it's not that they feel sorry for us. That's a joke. But they there's a, a special thing that happens when you've got a little family on the road, mm. and people see the vulnerability of children. Even though adults are vulnerable, we don't often see it as bike riders out there but when you see a kid on the back of a bike on the middle of the Nullarbor highway uh, there's not too many adults out there that can't get a sense of humanity off that bike no. so that that puts us in touch with many more people I think than um, you ordinarily would get so yeah it's extra special and did you have any moments where you thought this has all gone wrong and now we need to go home no. no. <laughs> um, look, we've had really challenging parts all through this trip and, you know, we've, we've chosen to take some yep. some um, hard, rough roads uh, where we've been pushing and it's been hot um, and we're in the middle of nowhere. But those challenging moments, they all pass. And then at the end of the day, you, you have that moment when you sit down by the campfire and you're looking up at the stars and you're absolutely exhausted. You know, you look around and say, far out, you know, as a family, we just got through today. And yeah, we might have had arguments yeah. and yeah, there were moments I wasn't particularly enjoying it, but that passed and we're here right now and that is a really good feeling to know that you, if you just keep edging on slowly, slowly through the stuff, um, humans and kids are capable of, of a lot of amazing things. We love a bit of hardship because it makes the... It makes the, the evenings yeah. that much sweeter. Yeah. And, um, Type 2 fun. Well, it is. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a term I've come across this yeah. year. I like yeah, yeah. It. It, it's different, but it, it's, it captures it but pretty it well. But it captures that, yeah. that I, I don't know, it's probably um, lots of chemicals, but, yeah, that <laughs> sense at the, at the end of it that it's you adventure. get to enjoy it yeah. in retrospect. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the essence of adventure. You can't have adventure and the, the, the benefits you get from it without some trials and tribulations no. and hardship along the way. Otherwise, it's just fun. It's yeah. not yeah. anything else. It's just a, a jolly. Um, so, yes, I, I totally agree with Nick. We've never regretted getting on the bikes and going. Uh, it's, been a, it's been an amazing journey, and we're not quite finished yet. Just no. one week to go. No. no. Who was in charge of education? Both of you. Bedtime stories. Well, <laughs> we... We got a bit of a fail on the education front from our... <laughs> I didn't say this on the radio, but um, can, Hope was doing prep this year. And in Tassie, we could do a, a great online learning program. Yep. We couldn't do the online so much because we weren't in contact enough, but we could do paper-based um, right. shuffling backwards and forwards. 
we didn't submit enough paperwork to get an assessment for poor little Hope. So she's had the basics, we think, in reading the bits she yep. needs. Yep. And the other bits we said, you know what, there's yep. other stuff out here yep. for yep. us to take advantage I, I was being a l- more than a little <laughs> bit. I was being more than a little bit facetious. We'll get the education. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if education is supplying tools to people, those two kids going around seeing all this, that's more tooling than you'll ever get from, you know, something like that. Oh, just the, I mean, the life skills and the, the, the dealing with the challenges and how to interact with other people and uh, seeing the changes in the landscape of Australia. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't, you could never do that in a curriculum in a year in a classroom. So. And no. that thing too of um, learning that, okay, it's, crap now and it's horrible but that will pass mm. like you know I might feel completely different about it in an hour yeah or... and I mean for the kids we, we really didn't know how they go and there was always mm. the question that you know what will what will happen if if they say we don't want to get on the bike or we're done um yeah. we, we hate this you know as parents you, you there is a point in which that you go, um, yes, some things you have to suck up and that's just part of growing up. And there's other points that you go, oh, they're, they're hating this, we need to, to change tact. But the kids, to their credit, have never once said, I don't want to get on the bike and go riding today. So, yeah, yeah I, and I don't, know, I don't know if I would have done that if I was them, but it's good on them. And I think that what that speaks to is that kids, parents are so important here because they will follow our lead yeah we're, yep. if we're just if bike riding's our thing and we jump on the bike and we turtle off every morning ride 50k's down a dirt road pitch a tent light a fire have a little scungy meal on a transia that's what they do they're, they're, yeah. they're not they will follow yeah. a parent's lead and, and that's why we have such a responsibility as parents to um give them every opportunity to see the other sides of life yeah. that we're able to yeah. uh, not everyone's able to do what we've done that's that's true but we do have a large responsibility to our kids. And there's um, a big thing, apart from you too and the kids, it's actually, it's not just living and being with them 24 hours a day. You know what it's like. You get off the bike at the end of the day, you've still got to pitch a tent. You've still got to get dinner ready. You've still got to get a fire ready. It's not like you just get off the bike and bleh, everybody's got a job to do as soon as you get off the bike. And I'm sure after about two or three months, the kids were, our bit is to do, this bit and we just get off the bike and get on with it yeah and look um hope at the beginning was awesome in terms of uh helping set up the tent and um having a go with the transier and that sort of thing but the other thing we quickly realized as we headed in a couple of months into the trip we spend long days on the bikes and um yes we stop a lot but we might be going from eight in the morning till uh five at night and so for the kids, that time when we get off the bike, uh, it's actually really important that they run and they explore and they, um, you know, fiddle around with stuff and they use their energy and imagination and creativity and all that sort of stuff and in that movement. yeah in that time. So we've sort of gone from this point of going, radio, you're helping with this and this and this, to going, no, nah, actually, this is your time. Uh, you go do uh, what you need to do. And um, Andrew and I will set the tents, we'll light the fire, we'll get the hot water on for a wash, we'll cook dinner. Um, and then but they, but they, they, within that, there's moments every day or every week where those little learnings happen. Yeah. And Wilfie says, I want to light the fire today. Mm. And yeah. he says, oh, he's able to do it. 
or can I set the transier up? Yep, here's how to do it. And yeah. they, so they do get the hard skills, but they choose. They choose yeah, 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 yeah. to enter into that. And I think at their very young age, three and five, it's about the right approach. Yes. Yeah. Let yeah. them lead the learning mm. in, in those hard skills. Question out of left field. The best swimming hole you encountered? Whoa. We didn't get as many swimming holes as you'd think. No, but no. Horribly dry at the moment. True. Mm. And that's why I'm asking. And then a lot of those swimming holes aren't always hospitable. Yeah, we had some beauties. We did have some beauties. I remember there was a rope swing on the Gibb River Road on a little gorge. I don't even remember the name. Galvin's called Galvin's it was. And it was just you know, a couple hundred metres off the road and uh, it's hot and dusty up there when we were there, but very dry. Uh, the Anyone that's been up there, the Pentecost River, which is usually the scary one because mm. crocodiles are in there and you go up to your knees, uh, no water, so yeah. dead dry. So a lot of it, Australia was particularly dry. Um, Mataranka was another great spot oh, to float around and have yeah. a look at the clear water there. But overall, we... I mean, that's been the story of this year from a, a landscape point of view. Uh. Australia, in many parts, has been under stress. And we saw bushfires in Tasmania when we left. We saw New South Wales in severe and ongoing drought through mm. Burke and Cobar and um, up to Lightning Ridge and those places. Queensland was not a lot better. Uh, most places, not everywhere, but most places we went, the farmers had a, a tale of, of hardship. So... That's the reality this year, and uh, we know from the science that that's going to be something mm. in the future that we're going to have to adapt to pretty hard. Yeah. So for our listeners at home, if people want to catch up with all of your adventures, because there's a lot of them, and uh, I've been watching some of the videos and sharing them with people, um, where do they go to find out more about those? So there's a couple of places. Um, we uh, do regular posting on Facebook and Instagram under Swag Family Hughes. Um, but also for our younger audience, we have an education website, www.swagfamily.com.au, and we put all the movies up there um, as well as text reports, um, and there's a map that shows exactly where we've been, and uh, there's some curriculum units uh, aligned to the Australian curriculum on there as well if people are interested. And I should just add, in 2020, we'll, de- we'll be coming around schools in Tasmania and, and hopefully further afield and speaking to school groups and community groups. So if anyone out there would like us to come along and, and talk about riding around with kids and the learnings that happened, uh, get in touch with us through the website. We'd love to come and talk to lots of Australians about getting adventurous with young people and the benefits you can get from it. Three CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Vacro Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. To find out more, Google Vacro or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Nick Andrew from Swag Family Hughes. It was a really hot day, 39 degrees, when they rode to the studio to uh, do that with us, and we really appreciate it. Um, And maybe it's inspired some of your own uh, family trips over the holidays. They don't have to be as big as riding around Australia. It could be uh, going around the block or uh, maybe just uh, one night camping out 
You don't have to go far. And I think if you take the time to have a look at their website, swagfamily.com.au, you'll see that a lot of the adventure uh, comes from the small things and uh, we can all take a bit away from that, I think. You've been listening to the Arabug Radio Show on 3CR. 3CR relies on the support of its listeners to stay on the air. So if you'd like to make a donation or subscribe to the station, you can do that at 3cr.org.au. Val and I will be doing a few more pre-recorded shows over the holiday break. We hope you enjoy those as well. And thank you for tuning in.